Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Praise the Lord. Pray that everyone's doing great today. Out of the Blue podcast. And I pray that uh, somehow we could say something that would be uh, enriching to you, a nugget or two, uh, to help you along the way. Nothing like his word, the seamless 66, the whole tree theology. And uh, we're excited to come one more time, jump on board with you here on the Out of the Blue podcast uh, on this wonderful day in the month of May, 2023. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. If I could, I just want to uh, say that we'll be speaking a little bit concerning uh, the Shabbat, the Sabbath, particular time where Jesus is healing, healing itself, uh, a little bit of Israel, a little bit of the synagogue uh, and what's happening there, um, value and how that God sets us free, uh, that redemptive process. So if I could entitle it today in this out of the blue, I'd like to just entitle it, Not One More Day. Not One More Day. Put an exclamation mark behind that. All right, I wanted to say that uh, we just got back from the Holy Land, got back from Jerusalem, Israel, all the way from Dan, all the way to the Dead Sea, and a lot in between. We are already having Israel withdrawals. (laughs) Um, Such a great time of inspiration. Altogether, we had about 21 folk with us, uh, myself included in that number. Uh, Just a great, great time. We appreciated all those that came with us. There was uh, a ministry, there was uh, some couples, um, some singles, young people, <clears throat> even had my granddaughter with us, <clears throat> pardon me, and uh, uh, she was kind of the mascot, almost two years old, but uh, wow, what a joy. Uh, my son-in-law and my daughter, uh, the Davis family, uh, so just a great, great time. Our tour guide, Bill Slot, our great bus driver that uh, kept us safe along the highways and byways and the sharp turns and uh, everything. Just an exciting, exciting time. I could go on and on about that. As a matter of fact, you're going to probably hear things concerning Israel over the next few podcasts real strong. Uh, We might even do a little interviewing um, and whatnot. But I thought today, without delay, that I'd just jump on board and begin to... uh, Speak about something that I had in my mind even before uh, we went um, to the trip. And uh, so I want to look at Luke chapter 13, chapter 13 and verse 10. It says there, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. She couldn't do it. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, 
thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight, immediately, and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And not not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years. Look at the emphasis there. I mean, Jesus even says these 18 years. Uh, Be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. And then he goes into, uh, unto what is the kingdom of God like and whereunto shall I resemble it? It is like a grain of mustard seed. So uh, this jumped out at me uh, when I begin to read. Here's a woman, uh, 18 years being bound. In a synagogue, this took place. I want to say in Israel, just as of late, we had been in, I think, two or three, if not four, including Masada, I think four synagogues, even on top of Masada, um, which when you get on top of Masada, it's basically sea level at that time. Uh, There's a synagogue. Um, And uh, we went to um, this uh, in Gedai, a waterfall, uh, nature reserve, the place where Saul and David were, uh, as you could say, cutting the hem off of the robe of Saul within a cave. It was that vicinity. There was a city there, uh, still in archaeological ruins, and they discovered a synagogue much larger than life, as it were, to that city uh, was this awesome synagogue that has a mystery and a history of its own. Um, but also Magdala, the city where Mary Magdala came from, just off of Galilee, uh, we've been to that. They've discovered and uncovered that. And of course, Capernaum, which was Jesus' hub and home base of uh, ministerial deeds and works uh, and discipleship. All these synagogues. So we, I can see it in my mind's eye. I can feel being there. Uh, amen. And here you have the ruler of the synagogue that's answering in indignation. The ruler of the synagogue, uh, if, if you just begin to look at it, um, I, is, is confused in the sense, or at least he is very traditional in the sense that they know. And of course, with Jesus' explanation, that if you have an animal that needs water, you take it to the watering. Um, if I could say, I believed a lot of the rulers, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, etc., many of them, and probably especially the Pharisees, because they believed in a resurrection, were locked up into the idea of, I think, their extra laws. Uh, it's the fence around the fence. There's nothing wrong with having a fence around the fence. We've done that with our children. We've done that with others, even ministerial situations uh, to, could I say, resist particular cultural norms where you put a fence around the fence. But they had what was called the Takanot or the Masa'im, a thousand extra laws. So Jesus wasn't coming against the law, I'm going to break the law. He wasn't breaking Torah. 
when he healed on the Sabbath day, because there's nothing in the Torah says that you cannot heal. You know, if there's an ox or a donkey in the ditch, you pull it out. I think that's even in the Torah. <clears throat> but according to their extra law that they traditionally clung to, that they thought everyone uh, lock, stock, and barrel were to uh, adhere to, Jesus broke that because they forgot the very heart of the law. Love thy neighbor as thyself. We love the Lord first, of course, and then thy neighbor of, uh, as thyself. Those two laws, every the other law hangs upon that. We can find that within the story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus is speaking to a lawyer concerning that. And so with that in mind, uh, that's exactly what's taking place. Um, Jesus is not coming against the Torah. He is, could I say, legal in healing. Well, of course, this is God in flesh. And um, he's not just uh, a man uh, that uh, needs to consider there are six other days. Uh, why can't men work uh, on those instead? Well, God knew, amen, Jesus knew that this was not breaking the law. I can heal, and he did, he did. Regardless of the opinion of man, regardless of their takanot and their masaim and their extra laws, uh, I'm going to the heart of the matter. I'm going to heal her. But look at, look at the dynamics here. Jesus lifts her up in the sense this is Abat Avraham. This is a daughter of Abraham. So in the midst of the people, he's not uh, doing anything but showing her value. This is a daughter of Zion. This is a daughter of our father, Abraham. Uh, we've just been to what we call Yad Vashem, which, if I'm not mistaken, means a person and a name. Shem, a name, Yad Vashem. This person has a name. They're valuable. Everybody's valuable. Um, doesn't matter who you are today. Amen. We're of great heavenly value. Amen to the Lord. And Jesus even exemplifies that in front of them. Whom Satan hath bound for 18 years, should she be loosed or bound on the Sabbath day? Or for heaven's sake, <laughs> yes, loosed, uh, amen, on this heavenly day, on this day of rest. And that's exactly uh, what Jesus did. Uh, 18 years, that's a lot of time. Think of it. Some of those that are listening to the podcast may not even be 18 years old yet. Some of us, that might be half of our life, a third of our life, whatever it is. 18 years is a long time. I can look back. I can calculate that. I remember we used to live at a particular home in Indiana for 18 years. That's a long time to be bound. Well, Jesus, I can almost feel it in the atmosphere of that synagogue. Amen. Simply saying, uh, uh, not on my watch. Not now. Not one more day. Doesn't matter what you say around us. Doesn't matter what the people in the periphery. Doesn't matter the opinions or the uh, extra laws that someone is implying unto me. Uh, there, there's good traditions, don't get me wrong, but not, not this hour, not this day, not after 18 years, not one more day am I going to allow this. Jesus lays his hands on her specifically, and this infirmity flees. I mean, it's gone, and immediately she was made straight. I mean, now she's not folded and molded to, to be something that, God didn't intend for her to be in the first place, that the devil is bound. Now Satan's on the run, amen, and she stands up straight in the sight of everyone around her. Here's a public example. Not one more day, so not one more day do I need to go through this 
financial hardship, as it were, that you've been praying about for a long time. God's will is to loose you. Not one more day for somebody that has some kind of sickness, uh, some kind of disease, amen, for whatever period of time it is. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Be loose today. You're Yad Vashem. You're a person in a name. And God's going to get, could I say, uh, up and close to you. Uh, amen. He's going to have a hands-on experience in your life. He's going to lay hands on you in the midst of everyone. Look out. Amen. The nail-scarred hands is going to wrap around you, hold you, caress you. And if you fall, you're going to fall into everlasting arms. There's going to be a personal touch of heaven that's going to liquidate the problem. Chains are going to fall. Uh, the, 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 the bonds that the devil has intended to continue to bind you with are going to fall by your side. Uh, amen. You're going to lift up holy hands in the sanctuary. Up and personal. This is what Jesus did to the daughter of Abraham. Up and personal. personal. Up in front of everybody and personally laying his hands on her. This is a daughter of Zion created in his image and of great value. Amen. Right here in the synagogue. Hallelujah. So, so 18 years, get ready for your, uh, amen, not one more day. Not one more day. 18 years and not one more day. Whatever time factor that you've been going through, our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Amen. God is the specificity in your life. Uh, amen. God has given you, uh, amen, a, a dream, a vision, the seeds that were sown. How shall I liken to the kingdom? It's a mustard seed just after that. Amen. That he begins to rejoice. The people begin to rejoice. Amen. Seeing it God's way and not the way of uh, the men that want to, uh, amen, have it their way, as it were. I, I thank God for the leaders of synagogues. I thank God for our leaders. Amen. I appreciate pastors and evangelists and prophets, and we need them like we've never needed great leadership before. Wow. In this lawless generation that we live in. But at the same time, amen, thank the Lord for leaders that believe as Jesus believed. Not one more day. <laughs> amen. Because uh, when Jesus is in the house, Amen. Things are loosed. Uh, amen. I, I, I referred to uh, our group uh, after we got out of the upper room where the anointing was. Uh, different ones were weeping. We read Acts chapter 2 and the outpouring amen, of the Holy Ghost. I explained to them, of course, Paul, the apostle, landed on the island. Then came the snake out of the fire, latched on it, but he shook it off. Amen. And great things happened on the island. Uh, if I could say, amen, uh, take it shake it and give it back to the devil. I may have mentioned that before in another podcast, but I want to say whatever is happening today, take it, shake it, and give it back to the devil. Don't hang on to it. Don't caress it. Don't let the opinion of men uh, cause you to stumble, to fall, to devalue who you are in the eyes of Messiah. Amen. Three feasts. Amen. There was another man that was sent to the pool of Siloam, Shilach. Amen. Siloam. And really, the scripture even says it's, it, it's, it's sent. It means sent. It's a pool that was created by Hezekiah. as The, the, the spring of Gihon, uh, amen, was directed and created a whole two Olympic-sized swimming pools. 
uh, at the south end of the old city of David. We've seen it. They're excavating it right now. Archaeological um, digs are taking place. Just phenomenal. They're thinking of putting water back in it, possibly from the very spring of Gihon. Um, you could say that living water. But there a man that was blind was sent. Amen. The sender sent him to sent. The sender sent him to sent. And when he washed, he was delivered. Others around him again had an opinion because they didn't believe he needed to create on the Sabbath day. Again, it goes back to the mule stuck in the mud or the donkey in the ditch. Amen. The pure Torah law says it's okay. And that's what Jesus did. Well, however long it was, I think even from his birth, uh, blind, but now, amen, set free. And Jesus, amen, simply said, and you can find this in John 9, amen, in verse number five, he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world, spat on the ground, amen, and the sender sent him to sent, and he was delivered, no longer bound. All kinds of stories, different things that happened in all kinds of synagogues, which really in many ways is a prototype of our churches. Uh, I say prototype in the sense that, I mean, you can have revival in a synagogue today if you let go and let God, that's for sure. Uh, amen. But whatever it is, uh, Satan doesn't have to hold you bound. I don't know, maybe this is just a little exhortation today. I pray that it's a blessing to somebody. Uh, we're going to let you go uh, over 17 minutes, I believe, already. But uh, God bless you. Thank you. Remember who you are in the Lord. You're an overcomer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And um, if you're ever interested in going to Israel, look us up, Blue Zion Ministries. If the Lord will, we're looking possibly to the uh, fall of 24. Uh, seats are limited. Um, but uh, what a great time we've had. Appreciate all those that came with us. Uh, love them. And uh, like one great big family. Uh, supercharged in Jesus. All right. God bless you. Uh, amen. Remember, uh, Seamless 66, whole tree theology, and uh, just keep doing the blue. All right. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at bluezionministries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. Please invite a friend and remember, Remain zealous over Zion.